We want to welcome you to the Bible teaching ministry of Fellowship Bible Church, where our desire is to honor God by faithful obedience to His Word. If you want to understand the Bible better, please continue to listen as Pastor Matt Postiff explains and applies the biblical text one verse at a time. You can reach us with questions or for more teaching audio and print material at our website, fbcaa.org. You can also watch our services live at fbcaa.org live. We want to thank you for listening and pray that you will be edified. Join us now as Pastor Postiff opens God's Word. Each year, I've made it a tradition to read a Thanksgiving proclamation, uh, most of them from the uh, a former president of the United States, or a current president, I suppose. Um, I've read from George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and James Madison, Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump, Calvin Coolidge, and repeated some of those presidents uh, who have very good Thanksgiving proclamations. Here's, here's another one. And, uh, you know, I don't reveal who it's uh, from until the end. So uh, listen to this Thanksgiving proclamation. Although the time and date of the first American Thanksgiving observance may be uncertain, there is no question but that this treasured custom derives from our Judeo-Christian heritage. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks, the psalmist sang, praising God not only for the wondrous works of his creation, but for loving guidance and deliverance from dangers. This, of course, coming from the pen of a president of the United States in the lifetime of some of us here. A band of settlers arriving in Maine in 1607 held a service of thanks for their safe journey. And 12 years later, settlers in Virginia set aside a day of thanksgiving for their survival. In 1621, Governor William Bradford created the most famous of all such observances at Plymouth Colony, when a bounteous harvest prompted him to proclaim a special day to render thanksgiving to the Almighty God for all his blessings. The Spaniards in California and the Dutch in New Amsterdam also held services to give public thanks to God. In 1777, during our War of Independence, the Continental Congress set aside a day of thanksgiving and praise for our victory at the Battle of Saratoga. It was the first time all the colonies took part in such an event on the same day. The following year, upon news that France was coming to our aid, George Washington at Valley Forge prescribed a special day of thanksgiving. Later, as our first president, he responded to a congressional petition by declaring Thursday, November 26, 1789, the first Thanksgiving Day of the United States of America. Although there were many state and national Thanksgiving days proclaimed in the ensuing years, it was the tireless crusade of one woman, Sarah Josepha Hale, that finally led to the establishment of this beautiful feast as an annual nationwide observance. Her editorial so touched the heart of Abraham Lincoln that in 1863, even in the midst of the Civil War, he enjoined his countrymen to be mindful of their many blessings, cautioning them not to forget the source from which they come, that they are the gracious gifts of the Most High God who ought to be thanked, listen to this, who ought to be thanked with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. It is in that spirit that I now invite all Americans 
to take part again in this beautiful tradition with its roots deep in our history and deeper still in our hearts. We manifest our gratitude to God for the many blessings he has showered upon our land and upon its people. In this season of thanksgiving, we are grateful for our abundant harvests and the productivity of our industries, for the discoveries of our laboratories, for the researches of our scientists and scholars, for the achievements of our artists, musicians, writers, clergy, teachers, physicians, businessmen, engineers, public servants, farmers, mechanics, artisans, and workers of every sort whose honest toil of mind and body in a free land rewards them and their families and enriches our nation. Let us thank God for our families, friends, and neighbors, and for the joy of this very festival we celebrate in his name. Let every house of worship in the land and every home and every heart be filled with the spirit of gratitude and praise and love on this Thanksgiving Day. Now, therefore, I, Ronald Reagan, President of the United States of America, in the spirit and tradition of the Pilgrims, the Continental Congress, and past presidents, do hereby proclaim Thursday, November 28, 1985, as a day of national thanksgiving. I call upon every citizen of this great nation to gather together in homes and places of worship and offer prayers of praise and gratitude for the many blessings Almighty God has bestowed upon our beloved country. In witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand this 15th day of November in the year of our Lord, 1985, and of the independence of the United States of America, the 210th. And then the signature of that former President Ronald Reagan. Boy, if only people would submit to that wisdom and be filling the house of God and homes and hearths with words of thanksgiving and remembrances of what the Lord has done. My title this evening is Thanksgiving for What? Thanksgiving for what? Question mark. And I want to just get this across. We can follow the pattern of Jesus and give thanks in everything because God has been so gracious to us. We know that in everything we are to give thanks. First Thessalonians 5.18 tells us that. And we read examples of people in the Bible who give thanks always for other Christians. I thank my God always upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with joy. And whatever we do, we should do in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's Colossians 3.17. We know that the direction of our thanksgiving is toward God. You know, today, I've, I've said this many times, people want to say we're thankful. You have to be thankful to someone. You can't be thankful to the, 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 the Mother Earth or to the plants or to the animals or to yourself. You have to be thankful to God who is the source of the good things for which we are grateful. We know that the lack of thanksgiving is a mark of godlessness. People turned away from God and became unthankful, Romans 1.21 says. And we, we know that we're supposed to give thanks, and we have implored all of us to be thankful people over the years. We even know the mental and physical health benefits of being thankful. We went over that last year in this service but what exactly is there to be thankful for anyway? 
if we've fallen into cynicism, we begin to think that the world is filled with bad things, bad events, bad people, bad governments, bad politicians, none of these worthy of thanks, bad institutions, bad churches, bad money, bad men, bad women, bad diseases, bad management, bad philosophies, bad weather, and a whole bunch of other bad stuff I can't mention or even think of tonight. But the Bible tells us that our great example, the Lord Jesus, gave thanks. In a very odd portion uh, to think about giving thanks, the Lord talked about judgment on Tyre and Sidon and, and those cities there that he went and <clears throat> giving the idea that, look, if, 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 if I had shown up in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented a long time ago in sackcloth and ashes, but you people didn't, even though the Son of God came into your midst and then Jesus said, I thank thee, Father, that you have revealed this information to babes, to simple ones, to little ones, to, to little people and not to the high and the mighty. And you've taught them that judgment is coming and that Jesus is in their midst and that they need to repent. God, thank, uh, Jesus thanked the Father for that. In Matthew 15, verse 35, the Lord held up, in a, as it were, a few fish and a few loaves of bread. And what did he do? He gave thanks to God for them. And in the midst of that giving thanks, God blessed that and it turned into enough food for thousands of people. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 27, once again, the Lord Jesus gave thanks. This time he gave thanks for food and drink again, but especially at this time, it was around the Lord's Passover or Seder, Lord's table or Passover Seder meal. Remember, he took the bread and gave thanks and he took the cup and he gave thanks and gave to the disciples and shared it and said, this is my body, this is my blood which is shed for you for the remission of sins. And so I take that to mean that if Jesus gave thanks for God's sustenance, then so should we. Doing so regularly at our meals reminds us that we depend on God for everything all the time. When you skip giving thanks at a meal, uh, just remember you skipped giving gratitude to the, to the God who gave you that meal. In John chapter 11, verse 41 is the fourth and final example of the Lord Jesus giving thanks that we know of that's recorded in the Bible. At that time, remember in John 11 what happened? The resurrection of Lazarus. Before Jesus called Lazarus out of that tomb grave, he said, I thank thee, Father, that thou hast heard me. And not only did he thank God that God was going to hear his prayer, but he thanked God because of all those people around who would then believe in him because he worked this miracle. The resurrection miracle he was about to perform would be an opportunity for people to believe and for them to be assured that this miracle worker was, in fact, the Son of God. For us, there's plenty for which to be thankful. So much for which to give thanks, you might not know where to begin. Just start somewhere and see where it leads. Write a journal of mercies, a list of things God has given to you. Now, I'm going to give thanks to God in the rest of this message tonight, for the most part, not just for or from myself, but as it were, as a representative of our entire church family. 
and even our human family because we're thankful and ought to be thankful for many things. I'm thankful for our children, any children that God has brought into our lives, whether sons and daughters, nieces and nephews, neighbors, or at church. Thankful for every giggle, every smile, every funny talk, every precious moment. I'm thankful tonight I got to hold Clara for a few minutes before dinner and uh, play with Adoree. I'm thankful to see them healthy and grow and become young adults and wiser and discerning and thankful for their questions that make us grow in our walk with God, thankful for their challenging us so we can become more like Jesus, thankful to be put in a place where we can model what God is like to our children. Did you ever think of that? You are a model of what a heavenly father is if you're an earthly father, an earthly mother. Thankful, too, to God for the responsibility of having children because it makes us just that, more responsible, doesn't it? And forces us to trust God more and stretch ourselves beyond the limits of our self-centeredness and go outside of our boundaries to help others, even our children. We're thankful, too, for illnesses, not only in our children but in us, especially that remind us how blessed we are when we are well. And thankful to God for wellness, of course. We're thankful for work to occupy our time. I hope you've come to that place in your life where you realize that work is a gift from God. Good work is a gift from God. Think if you just think of all you had to do is just sit on the couch all day and just muse about the things of your life. <laughs> you couldn't you wouldn't be able to take it. We're thankful for work to occupy our time, our bodies, our minds, allowing us to be productive and help others and offer things to God. We're thankful for our church family for words of encouragement, for words of praise, even for words of correction that keep us on the straight and narrow and out of the midst of sin. We're thankful for material things that make our lives easier, machines to make our work easier, technology to make our communication easier, computers to help us with our reading and our writing, transportation, large and luxurious homes and apartments for the good sense to declutter and remove things from our lives as it helps us to loosen our grip on the things of this world and the good sense to pass on to others things or throw them away when we cannot be good stewards of them anymore. For things inherited, we're thankful and given to us that we did not deserve or earn. How many of you have received a, a gift you never expected? I mean, you never expected an amount or a thing or a a car or something like that, some kind of gift, a scholarship that you've received. We're thankful, too, for money earned and the ability to earn it. God gives us the strength and the wisdom to earn a living. For the opportunities to give, we are grateful. We're more blessed in giving, in fact, as in receiving, aren't we? The Lord taught. We're thankful for our aptitudes, our knowledge, our opportunities to learn, for discernment, for institutes of higher learning where knowledge is taught, where religion and morality and knowledge are elevated. We're thankful for the restraining hand of police, of government, of laws, of parents, of churches, and of the general civil society that allows us a measure of peace and prosperity. Imagine if you lived in a place of total anarchy, thievery all the time, you could not count on work putting, being put in that would return a, re, a return on investment. So we're thankful for the 
prosperity that God has granted to us. We're grateful for the work uh, of productivity being on, on balance more than the work of destructiveness. People are more productive on balance here than they are destructive. We're thankful for our missionaries, too, who are willingly away from family on all the holidays. They can't just hop on a plane and come home every time. It costs, for a family of five, it costs five to $8,000 for them to move from a place far away in the globe to their home in the United States. For people who have addicted themselves to the work of the ministry to that extent, we are grateful. We thank God for the fact that we have peace in our country and not war, for general prosperity despite attempts to run us into the ground with massive national debt. We're thankful for God's care in times of trouble, which our world certainly faces now in many ways. We're thankful that God does not leave his children when they suffer, although they may think he is silent. He's, he's there, and he is not silent. He's given us his word. We're thankful for that as well. We're thankful for friends to talk to, to give and receive encouragement, for things to keep us busy, for work, for good sleep when we get it, the good-tasting food that we just enjoyed that and every day. You know, I'm thankful that I can go out and come in. You know what I mean? I can get up off my chair, and I can go outside, and I can rake the leaves, and I can cut the firewood, and I can pull the weeds, and I can shovel the snow, and I can come back in and sit down and enjoy a hot chocolate. That's the best part. <laughs> I'm thankful that I can go out and I can come in because you'll realize as you age, there's going to be less and less opportunity for going out and coming in, right? We don't think anything of going out when there's six inches of snow on the ground. We just take care of it. Other people can't do that. To go outside and do the dreaded yard work. Wait until you cannot do that and then see if you're thankful for what you used to be able to do. Oh, how I wish I could rake a bag of leaves, you might say, which you hated to do when you were 14 years old because you had a bad attitude. I'm thankful for people who labor to make large-scale injustices right. Think of Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, Think of those in the Right to Life movement today, Martin Luther King and all the rest who tried to right the injustices that troubled our society. I'm thankful for the love of a spouse, for the love of family, for the love of church family. I'm thankful especially for God's own son and his love who died to set us free. He gave us hope in the face of death, heaven in the face of hell, forgiveness of sin, in the face of guilt, hope for a restored, restored creation with good people, good society, good agriculture, good government. We're thankful for God creating the world and all that is in it, the beauty of the inanimate creation, the sky, the sea, the mountains, the rivers, the stars, the clouds, and then the plants, the trees, vegetable gardens in full fruit, flower gardens in full bloom, and then the animate creation, the way of the beaver, the majesty of the stallion, the intricacy of the hummingbird, the butterfly, the complexity of a human baby, the strength and resourcefulness of a man, the beauty and kindness of a godly woman, 
all of this created by God for his glory. Thankful, too, to God for life itself, something that in a way is hard to define, and its inner workings not well understood, but you know when you're alive and you know when somebody's not alive, right? I'm thankful for God's guidance and his sustenance, for his plan for the world and for our future. Thanks be to God that he revealed himself to me, an entirely unfitting candidate for his mercy of self-disclosure, which saved my soul. Thank God that he does not show favoritism toward the rich and powerful, but lowers himself to people of low estate, of low station. Thankful that God hears our prayers. Thankful that there is a coming resurrection of the dead. Thanks to God for ample evidence that Jesus is the Messiah and that he rose from the dead and that he is the one who will judge the living and the dead. Thank God for proof of the resurrection in Lazarus and the widow of Nain's son and Eutychus and even Jesus himself, an empty tomb to prove it. Thankful for our thrice daily food, but not just the food. We give thanks to God, the giver of the food, the sanctifier of the food, the one who wisely created the food for our use, for our enjoyment, for our health, for our strength. We thank God that a much smaller portion of our time is required to obtain and pay for the food than what many humans have had to experience in time past. Can you imagine spending 80% of your time just getting food for your meals for the day and the week? I thank God for his word. Thank God for Jesus. I thank him for the Holy Spirit. I thank God that we're not self-sufficient and that he has helped us to understand that. Because if we were self-sufficient, we would miss out on the most important person there is, God himself. You know, if we don't, you don't understand, understand what I'm saying? If we don't need God, we miss out. If we think we just cut ourselves off from him, we miss out on the most wonderful person that exists. He's the source of all true joy and happiness. I thank God for that. Thankful to God for God himself, for all of his attributes, all of his power, all of his mercy and grace, all of his provision, all of his wisdom. I wish I could tell you all the things to be thankful for. For the air we breathe, for the breath and heartbeat we just experienced. Thankful for every step of progress of God's good news in Christ throughout the world and in my life and in your life. Every church that starts, we're thankful for that. And every church that stays faithful, we thank God for every Bible book that's translated, every Bible that's preserved, every discipleship class taught, every tract that's passed, every person that ministers, every Sunday school teacher that studies to give the word. We're thankful for God's plan, for God's sanctification, for God who is kind and just, punishing evil and rewarding the good, for God's conviction thankful for God's warnings. We're thankful for the five senses that he has given to us. We're thankful for the sunshine, for the rain and the snow, for waking grace this morning, for a beautiful sunset. We're thankful for making new friends, long talks with old friends, the rainbow, the clean feeling after a shower, new sheets on the bed, freshly pressed shirts, an unexpected blessing of whatever sort it is, an enjoyable hobby, a good hug. We're thankful, thankful for accomplishing a long sought-after goal, and we're thankful for all of you. 
We certainly have enough material to abound in thanksgiving, don't we? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, my dear ones. And so we can follow the pattern of Jesus in giving thanks to God for everything because God has been so gracious to us. Count your blessings. Name them ton by ton. I guess it shouldn't surprise you what the Lord has done. He told us all about it before he did it. And we've experienced it every day, every moment of our lives that we've been consciously aware of it. And so we close tonight with that on our minds. Father, ask you tonight that you would help us to be thankful. And of all the things we've enumerated tonight in this list of things for which to give thanks, we probably could do it two or three or four more times with all different things and nuances and adaptations. God, I pray that you would help us to be thankful. For there is not one thing that we have that we have not received. Everything is from your hand. And we praise you for it. The author of every good thing. Now may we sing as we close in praise to you who are worthy, all creatures of our God and King. Amen.